Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Saving money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> F a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. This is kind of like a school, college almost, in right. a sense. Better than college, man. Yeah, better than Definitely college. Definitely better than college. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we, we, we want to give you guys all the tools that you need to be successful in business. And um, what's been coming up recently, um, we posted on on Instagram, is, uh, you know, intellectual property cases, right? Mm -hmm. So we look at Cardi B, and she trademarked her signature line. You want to say the line? I got to say it? Oh, um, there, there, there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> you saved me. You saved so me. she, she, she trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> she trademarked that. Then we had... Um, the Jordan logo, the Jumpman logo. Yeah. That was an interesting situation where the original photographer of that photo sued Nike because they pretty much kind of copied his photo. Some people yeah, think the, they did. The likeness of the picture. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. And he lost the lawsuit on that. And then we also have the Fortnite case, Oof. right? Where Fortnite, if anybody's not familiar, is the most popular video game in the world right now. And mm -hmm. they do all these different dances. And the, the creators of these dances were never compensated for it. So they sued Fortnite and... It's actually still in litigation, but yeah. it's pretty complicated. So it's one thing to be a creative and to create, right? It's another thing to actually own what you create mm -hmm. and to be able to make money off of it. So what we're going to talk about today is intellectual property, um, licensing, copyright, trademark, all that stuff. So 
we thought what better way to go into this conversation but to bring an expert in the field. So we have an attorney, Sabine Franco. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Oh, yes. She is a superstar attorney. <laughs> She has her own law firm. She has her own law firm called the Franco Law Firm. And that's another thing we do with the show, too. We want to bring, like, the best of the best in professionals and to highlight them and to give. We don't want to just talk. We want to actually, you know, bring people that are experts in the field and let them, you know, add into the conversation. So that's what we're doing. And then she's also fresh off tour with... (laughs) With DJ Envy, yes. right? I'm gonna take you everywhere I go. Yes. So if anybody doesn't know, DJ Envy's heavy in real estate right now, and um, he has real estate courses that he offers all throughout the, the country, and he he's put together a real estate dream team of mortgage brokers, attorneys, all kinds of different people that are related to the real estate industry, and she is one of the people that are on tour. So you are very lucky. To have her <laughs> give you some free game today, so thank you for coming. We no appreciate problem. it. Thank you so much. My yes, pleasure. yes, yes. So we're gonna jump right into it. Um, Troy, you want to? Yeah. So I mean, obviously, you're gonna share your expertise, and a lot yeah. of us are novices in this this field. So pretty much, what is the difference between a patent, a copyright, and a trademark? Let's start there. Okay, so. Patent, copyrights, and trademarks are all intellectual property. And what intellectual property is, it's like um, something that you create with your mind, Mm -hmm. right? It's like a creative expression. And those different areas are areas that you could create, you could protect your your creative expression, right? Mm -hmm. So a patent is a protection that you get for an invention. So if you have something that's new, that's innovative, that's going to change the way that people, you know, live and work, um, technology. Um, those things are patentable mm-hmm. and they're very technical, right? So you actually need to be a patent attorney to practice patent law. Um, but those things are going to, patents are going to protect inventions. Okay. Copyrights are going to protect um, literary works. So certain things that you, um, that you create, but it has to be um, expressed. So it can be an idea. So intellectual property can't be an idea. You can't protect an idea. Okay. So you have to like express it. So if it's a, a writing, a story, you got to write it down. If it's a, a, a song, you have to write the lyrics or you could record the music. Um, if it's art, you got to draw, you know, it has to be drawn or whatever. It has to be expressed so somebody could that's, that's the That's for um, trademarks. That's for copyright. Copyright. That's copyright. for copyright. And then trademarks. And trademark is basically it's gonna sh- gonna bring somebody back to the source of a good or service, right? So it represents your business, your brand, um, and it's gonna put the public on um, notice to know like where to go for that particular product or mm-hmm. item. So there's two reasons. One, you want to protect your your um, sort of like um, your work, right? So you create something, you have a business, you put all this sweat equity into it, and you have like goodwill. You know, as your brand grows, they expect a certain quality, a certain standard from your brand. So you want that to be protected, so you can make money off of it. And then the the government, the Copyright and Trademark Office, they want to make sure that if somebody gets hurt from your product or your service, that they know who to go to for that. So like so so like the Fortnite when they were trying to um do the dance moves, mm-hmm. that's a copyright issue, right? Yes, that and was... it's a copyright issue. I, Cause I just want everybody to understand because legal jargon can be a little confusing, yes, right? And yes. even for like I'm in business and I'm I'm kind of confused by okay. like copyrights and trademarks. So all right, so 
well, the dance moves is a copyright because that's something that is like a yeah. physical thing that they made up. Right. So uh, they like they created it and it's um yeah, it's something like physical that they did. It's like yeah. a creative expression, like choreography, yeah. you know, um dance moves. And there's gonna be an issue even with that when they go to copyright those because um from what I understand, Alfonso Rivera, you know the Carlton. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. he he already got denied because they said it's only three moves, like it's not enough to be choreography. Mm. And I think that's gonna that's gonna sort of change the way the, the law is because like now everything is media. Everyone has a camera, everyone's like creating dances, doing right. all this type of stuff. That has to be protected somehow. Yeah, so, so like when Black Boy J V he does that move and, and the kids just recreate it. Right. That's not really choreography is what they're saying. Yeah, so that that that's gonna be an issue. I think yeah. that's an issue that's up for discussion. Yeah. yeah. And then all right, so the, so then so then the trademark, like the, the, the Jordan logo, that's a trademark, right? So in that case they sued for copyright. Because okay. the person who took it was a photographer. So photography, it's, it's a picture. That's going to be something that's going to be copyrightable. Mm-hmm. So they're suing for the photo that, that um, what was it, that Nike did, yeah, the, comparable, the yeah. co- comparable photo. Yeah. But also comes into question because now they use that as a logo, right? But he lost because they said it's really not... The same. Substantially the same. Yeah. And it's interesting too I because... Think, I think they, not to cut you off, they said yeah. that the tracksuit was the, well, it was it was, it was the backdrop in the picture, yeah. the tracksuit, yeah. and the photos are slightly different. Um, and it's interesting too because people were saying, "Well, you can't take credit for an image, but you yeah. actually can." No, because I remember when Cameron mm-hmm. had the album. I don't know if you're a Cameron fan, but we're Cameron fans. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then uh, I'm a Cameron fan. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> we had, he had an album called yeah. SDE uh-huh. a while ago, and the logo was the NBA logo, okay. which is Jerry West. Mm-hmm. But instead of like the basketball, it actually had like a firearm in his hand. So long story <laughs> short, the NBA wasn't too happy about that. Right, right. So they they shut it down, yeah. and he he couldn't use it. Yeah. Um. So it's just interesting to see that you know somebody can come up with an idea, but if they don't actually do the right legal steps, mm-hmm. to somebody else can kind of take the idea, and now they own it. Right. And that's what's been happening for years. Like people who are are ignorant to this type of protection that it exists, yeah. they just create stuff. And people who know, they take it. And you know, just like um, all of the artists that came, like you know, in the eighties, nineties, sixties, like they didn't know that they yeah. had an actual, you know, asset that someone else is making money off. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what we want to really, because especially in our community, like we're very creative, we're creative people, but mm-hmm. we don't always understand the business side of things and right. how to monetize it and the legal steps to take. So like you said, I mean, mm-hmm. we'll make it and create it and then somebody else will take it right? and now they actually own it, mm-hmm. right? So if somebody wants to actually go about setting it up, right? Like how do you, what's the steps of legally copywriting something or mm-hmm. trademarking or if they don't know the difference, should they... Do it via a lawyer? Mm-hmm. Can they do it themselves online? What, what's your advice? Okay. So, well, one, I have to give a disclaimer. So, for anybody who's listening, what I say is for information only. I'm not your lawyer unless you hire me, right? So, <laughs> let's have to say that. But, um, so, if they want to... So, the thing is, you should always hire a lawyer because just with anything, like, if there's somebody who's an expert in the field, you want to kind of rely on that person's expertise for nuances and things like that. But that being said, you can do it yourself. Like for copyrights, you could go on um, copyright.gov 
and you kind of, they make it really easy for you. So they kind of lay out, um, what are you trying to copyright? Is it, you know, music? Is it um, some, um, a, a book or something? Is mm -hmm. it, so they give you the options and then you select and they kind of walk you through um, the application process and you could kind of um, click on stuff that will give you like explanations, like if you're confused as to what they're asking. Um, so that's that with copyright. With um, trademark, it's a little bit more technical. So again, I do think you should get a lawyer, but their website has tons of videos on how to do it. It, it gets overwhelming, but if you feel like you know, I want to protect my stuff and I just don't have the money to invest in an attorney. They have videos that you could look at. And it's also um, sort of like you could they, you could be walked through the process. But the search is a little more tricky because it's just so much to go through. And their website is not really set up to give you like um, comprehensive results. Yeah. Like you could type in um, Starbucks with two S, two S's at the end, you know, two S's at the end and nothing will come up. You know what I mean? So, but if you put it, you know, exactly how it's spelled, of course, tons of stuff will come up. But, you know, so that's how you can see how it's not that, yeah. you know, um, it's not that easy for someone who is just a lay person to do it. Sure. But yeah. it's possible. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of trademarks, <laughs> we actually behind the scenes were talking about a trademark case right. that people may be not familiar with. But it involves something like a high-profile person, Jay-Z right. versus Iconics. Yeah. And for those who don't know what who our Iconics brand is... They're actually the company he sold Rockaway to. You want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So Jay-Z um, sold his Rockaway brand, his clothing brand, to Iconics, right? And they're like a big clothing company. They own a bunch of different, you know, clothing lines. Mm -hmm. And so um, they ended up suing Jay-Z because he has um, Rock Nation. And they're like, well, you sold us this. Okay. You know, it right. had some value to it. And now you're still using it, essentially. Like, you're using Rock Nation. So, And that, that brand is already associated with you. So it's diminishing our right. value. And so they had a lawsuit, you know, and they were going back and forth and they actually ended up in the arbitration. In arbitration. Yeah. So, yeah. So the arbitrate the arbitration process is like the really crazy part of the story because during that process, he finds out that, hey, there's no diversity in the arbitrators. Mm -hmm. And he's he like files a suit for that and he wins. Yeah. And you are you know, Yeah. So he so so, okay, arbitration process is sort of like an outside-of-court process. I was going to say, because people that might not know what arbitration yeah. is. Yeah. So, um, in most contracts, especially, like, when it comes to business, there's going to be an arbitration clause. So, they don't want to have to go to court, like, the normal um, avenue, go to court and have a judge decide. They just they rather go to, like, basically, like, a boardroom and have someone who's um, an arbitrator sit and listen to everybody who's like specializes in that area or whatever. So the, the parties get to choose who that arbitrator is going to be. Right. right? They, they get a list, they get to vet and agree on who that person is going to be, or maybe a few people they'll choose. Yeah. And so what Jay-Z said is that, wait, there's nobody of color yeah. on this list. There was like, I think there were like two people. Two out or, of a hundred. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And so he was like, no, I'm not doing this. So he basically said, I'm not going to go forward with the arbitration, went to court. Yeah. And um, actually, before the judge made a decision, the company was like, you know what? We're going to make sure that we do right and go out and get more, you know, African-American and yeah. other people of color to be able to make so these decisions. So he's indirectly providing opportunities for people of color. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, he changed the game. Yeah. Like, he does. Exactly. <laughs> On so many levels. Like, every time we bring it's like Jay, another Jay, way to change Jay the game. Jay to the rescue again. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've kept our streak of talking about Jay Z. <laughs> Every single yeah, we episode, <laughs> we've been consistent. Mandatory. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, one other thing before we go to the next segment. Can you just briefly talk about licensing and sure. what that entails? So <clears throat> so when you own these different um, types of intellectual property, patent, copyright, trademarks, 
the, the way that most people kind of really make money from them is that they license them to other people to use them. So as you build your brand, your brand kind of has clout, you know, like, um, for instance, who was it? Jeff Bezos just bought the Washington, Washington Post. Washington Post, Post yeah. yeah. So we know newspapers are dying, right? So mm -hmm. you can get news everywhere now. So, but that name has a certain amount of status. So like if something's in the Washington Post, you believe it, mm -hmm. right? So that's what people, you know, once their brand uh, creates value or has a value to it, you could license that to other people because like say if they put out um, a story on now on the Washington Post, it, say it was a license and they licensed the name to him. Um, he puts out a story, people are going to believe it. So that's why people want to license established brands. And so you can do it in terms of um, allowing them just to use it for a certain purpose or in a certain area or to do... Um, you know, in connection with something specific. So you could do it broad or narrow and you could get royalties from it or you could just charge a fee for it. And that's going to be through like a contract. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, okay. So now you have 101 mm -hmm. of intellectual property. So the next segment, we are going to go into my favorite part of the show, which is story time. All right, boys and girls. So... <laughs> We are back for another edition of Storytime. So usually Storytime is the last segment of the show if you're a loyal follower. But the good thing about having your own show is that you can do whatever you want. So <laughs> yeah, we decided to push it up. So we're going to follow up with the explanation of trademarking and we're going to tell you guys a story. So we're going to go into Storytime. All right. So this is a very interesting story, right? So it involves... The Beatles, yeah, and Apple, right? Two things you may know. A thirty-year, <laughs> a thirty-year court case between the Beatles and Apple. Right, crazy. Yeah. So, the Beatles, right, in seventies, mid seventies, nineteen seventy-eight. Well, I think before that, they started a company called Apple Corp. Mm -hmm. Right, Apple Corp was a holding company. It had a couple different. Uh, uses, but the main thing it was like their in-house record label, mm -hmm. right? They did, I don't know why they decided to name Apple, but that was the name Apple Corp. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so in 1977, George Harrison, you know who George Harrison is? The Beatles, of course. Well, nobody really knows him. He's, <laughs> he's, he's the Beatle that you never heard of, right? Most people never heard of him. So he he hit it's ironic because nobody's heard of him, and he heard of a company that nobody's heard of that's just started out in 1977 around that time called Apple Inc. Mm -hmm. So he says, okay, this is pretty interesting. There's a company called Apple, right? So he goes to Apple Corp, the Beatles company, and he tells them about a company called Apple Inc. Right? So the Beatles Apple Corp sues Apple Inc. because they're using the trademark name Apple. Mm -hmm. They already trademarked the name Apple. You can't use it. So in 1981, they settled a lawsuit for $80,000. Yeah. Right? Now, the interesting thing is that part of the, the settlement is that Apple Corp., the Beatles company, agreed to never go into the computer business. Yeah. Apple Inc., Steve Jobs' company, agreed to never go into the music business. Yeah, we, we're going to stay in your lane close. Stay, stay in your lane. Your lane. Stay stay in this your lane. is our lane. You could, they could both use Apple, <laughs> yeah. but they have to stay in their lane. Stay in your lane. Okay. So it's going pretty good for a couple years. And then 1986, Apple comes out with Musical Instrument Digital Interface, mm -hmm. right? 
Yes. <laughs> that was good. That was good. So that, you want to talk about that? No. Okay. So, so I, I mean, I can briefly touch on it for those okay. who are not in. So that's just a, a sound chip in the computer. So this is before, you got to think, we're thinking 80s now. So mm-hmm. like, this is like computers, they're not even in color. It's just like the green typing. So right. he's putting a sound chip in the computer. They're looking at it like, wait, sound? That could be music. It could mm-hmm. be music. Could be music. It's, it's about to say something. I was gonna say, I think it also allowed them to the computers to communicate with musical instruments. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. So it allowed that. It's kind of like the beginning stages of putting music on a computer. So he said, "Wait, wait, wait. you not so fast. You, you, you promised. You promised not to do this. This is our lane. Oh, you broke your promise. You broke your promise. So now they sued him again, right? 1986, they sued him. So in 1991, they settled. For $26 million, right? But they did something that was very petty at the time. So they, um, the 1991 Macintosh alert, um, the name is Sumo, and it's pronounced Sosumi. Mm-hmm. So it's like a kind of like, you know, yeah. and it's, it predicts what's going to happen in the future, yeah. right? It, like it, saying like, so yeah, mm-hmm. so it, that was uh, part of the sampling of sound on the operating system. So like they had a new operating system. Now you can sample sound again. That sounds like music. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to sue. Yeah. No. Yeah. So then, this is where the big case comes in, right? Yeah. Two thousand and three, the launch of iTunes. So they just said, okay, we're not even gonna play around anymore. We're going yeah. in the music business. <laughs> right. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> Too much money out here not to be yeah. get. We, 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 we're not going to be stopped by the Beatles, yeah. right? So they go into full fledged with iTunes. So of course, Apple Corp, the Beatles company, yeah. sues them, right? But they sued them this time because of the logo. So like their logo is an actual green apple, and the iTunes logo was an apple that had like a little piece bitten out of it. So it was like, wait, that looks like our logo. Mm-hmm. Partially the logo, but also the music as and well. The, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, but that case lasted to two thousand and seven. And Apple actually won that case, mm-hmm. right? So now Apple Inc. owns the trademarks to Apple, right? But they licensed out a certain, you know, they licensed out trademarks back to Apple Corp. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows the terms of the deal, but it said that they settled for $500 million. Mm-hmm. So Apple Inc. paid Apple Corp. $500 million. Right. And they finally were done with it after 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it's ironic because now... The Beatles, when so when Steve Jobs, he used he was a big Beatles fan, right? Huge. And he was disappointed that they couldn't get the Beatles on iTunes because of this 30-year case, right? right. So now when I think it was his 2007 speech. Yeah, his keynote address in 2007, he, he intros comes, it by coming into the Beatles music. Yeah. So the crowd is like, oh wait, we're about to get Beatles music. He has Paul McCartney right. playing. February 2007, they settle. Um, and they released Beatles music, but the, as solo artists. So George Harrison's solo music, uh, John Lennon, Paul McCartney. I don't think Ringo had an album. Did Ringo have an album? I, I don't know. He might. Did. I don't know. So they, <laughs> their solo catalogs were released. Okay. Um, and then three years later in 2010, I believe November 2010, the Beatles catalog comes to iTunes, which is like a big moment because that catalog is... Ridiculous. You know, Michael Jackson owned the Beatles catalog at Sony one point. ATV. Yes. Sony mm-hmm. ATV, yeah. yeah. It's another conversation. So, why are we telling you a story? Because it's interesting, A, and also it is highlights the the power of trademarks, right? So the Beatles 
made almost six hundred million dollars. They made between the three cases, they made five hundred and twenty-nine million, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of by accident because they just randomly picked the name Apple. I'm pretty right. sure, right? Yeah. And they didn't really have any intentions of Apple Corp to like be a multi-billion-dollar company. Yeah. It was like their in-house thing, right? Yeah, I'm not sure what music came out on Apple Records. I don't think any music came yeah. out no, from them. I think they just ended up owning all the Beatles music. Yeah. And like you said, they had other businesses underneath there, like tax shelters to try to protect their... Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So just from having a, the luck of the draw and picking, and picking a good name, right. yeah. but more importantly than picking a good name, they trademarked the name, right? Because right? mm-hmm. they could have picked the name and then tra- didn't trademark. Like, so how many businesses and companies and we going back to the Fortnite thing yeah. where yeah. we have good ideas, but that one step yeah. changes the dynamic. $500 million. Yeah. Right? So people say a lot of times it's like, well, it's expensive to trademark or I don't have the money. Yeah. Well, you either spend $500 to trademark or $500 million Look what it could do. that you could have gotten if you did trademark right. it. Yeah. Right? I think like that's what we saw like 50 did that with, when he started that Get the Strap campaign. It was like, wait, Oh, people really like this. Oh, I'm oh, trademarking this. Yeah. yeah, this is mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, if somebody want to use it, then they yeah, got to pay. They got to pay, yeah. you know. Yeah. Going back to Cameron, he's notorious for that. Oh. He trademarks everything. Remember when him and Jim Jones had the, the, the riff? Uh, you know what? That, that, that's a sad story. A well, sad they made story. it. They, they, they rectified it. Yeah. It was over uh, Bird Gang. He trademarked Bird Gang. Just in case. <laughs> yes. Just in case. So, so if anybody's a Diplomat fan, you know what Bird so Gang is. Anybody right? from the early 2000s. So it was like something you know. that they were just saying. It yeah. was like, it wasn't like an official thing because they were dipset diplomats. Right. Then the Bird Gang was like just something that they just came up with, right? But then Jim Jones actually had a crew, like a offset of dipset that he was calling Bird Gang, right? Yeah. He had like, right. I think he had like Bird Gang Records and all. He was going full fledged with this. Right. And Cameron, without actually notifying him, <laughs> catches wind of it. Um, <laughs> trademarks the name, so genius. He's no longer allowed to use Bird Gang unless he pays Cameron. This, that's what friends are for, right? <laughs> exactly. When you see I have something of value, it's also <laughs> rumored that he trademarked Jelly Fan. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently, recently. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Yeah, shout out to Jelly Fan. He just actually uh, transferred from Minnesota. Where he's going? I don't know yet. He just left. He did two years at Minnesota, and now he's, he's transferring. Isaiah Washington, if anybody's not a basketball fan. New York, New York City. City street ball legend. Not even a street ball legend. Just, no, no. Just a legend. St. Raymond's New basketball, York City basketball, basketball legend. legend who uh, he he tra- he had a crew called Jelly Fan. Yeah. Huge. Trademarked by his the, the move, man. That layup. That open finger, roll. finger roll layup. Yeah. Well, wow. people might not be basketball fans, but... I heard that Cameron, because the interesting thing about that, so the kid was in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And he created a huge buzz for himself in high school, like all throughout the city. Then it went national. Now with social media, it went all over the world where you wow. got kids saying jelly fam. It's like a finger roll. And it be, it's like, it just went viral. So then Nike started printing up shirts right. the jelly with fam the jelly fam shirts, shirts yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, <laughs> of course, he's not getting paid for He's yeah. in high school. Yeah. Right. I think right? Nike spo- might be a sponsor for St. Raymond's. So like they felt like we had a connection. He plays for St. Raymond's. Yeah, but they, he came up with the idea. I know it's his idea. Right, right, right. So, it's all, so it's all going back to Apple, right? right. Whereas we can relate this on, on small level. Like that's a perfect example of right. jelly fam, right? I don't know the rules if he could actually trademark it or not since he was in high school and his rules were against the basketball players. But... Long story short, Nike did that and they made money off of it. Right. Right? So And if, if he didn't protect it, then he can't really do nothing to police against now it. Now it's too late. Now it's too late. Well, if he can if they didn't protect it, he could still protect it. 
and then they would still have to pay him for, for using it if they're still continuing to make money off of it. Okay. Right? Okay. But if you don't protect it, then you have no way of really... Um, so what, what registration does, it allows you to basically sue and be able to recover. So like with the Fortnite case, how they had to pull out of the case because they didn't copyright anything. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, the, the government's like, or the federal court is like, well, if you didn't copyright it, then you can't police against it. So you need to go do that. And so they pulled out. But if they do, if they are successful with their copyright, then they will yeah. be able to sue them yeah. for the infringement. You see like uh, celebrities are doing that, like when they have children now. Yeah, It's yeah. like the first thing they do is, <laughs> I'm copywriting that name. I think yeah. um, Blue Ivy. Yeah. yeah, yeah but they lost that because there was a event planning company called Blue Ivy. And they right. were like, no, they, They're still fighting it though. Yeah. They're still fighting it. There's, there's an event planner. She, she has a company named Blue Ivy. Yeah. And so, you know, Beyonce's a beast with her. <laughs> with, yeah. Her, yeah. with her trademark game, she has she has a, 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 her her own company that just has her trademarks, and that's the best way to do it. Oof. Wow! Yeah. Well, there you have it. The power of trademarks. You have to understand the law, people. It's one thing to play the game; it's another thing to play the game smart and efficiently. Yeah. Right? Right. right. You don't have to be the smartest player to win. Right. But you have to know who to work with, who to contact, and. You have to know opportunities when you see it. Right. And I'm sure these guys that made these dances up for four, they never knew. They just do know their neighbor. Especially right. Carlton Banks, I don't know. That's he he, been doing he had plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know shame what's on, up shame with on him. But right. the Millie Rock, and this is they just doing it in their community. Like yeah. they right. they're not thinking this is gonna go viral to the world. Right. But you never know. Well they got right. the knowledge now. Know. Now you got the knowledge. Now you yeah. have the knowledge. Yeah. So my graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.